0: All right, so today I have Emily Wilcox on the line, and she's the founder and CEO over at Elevate Growth Group. Emily, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Adam. Thanks so much for having me.
0: So I'm excited to get more into Elevate Growth Group and how you're helping your clients succeed. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started as an entrepreneur and in-business?
1: Yeah, so my path to entrepreneurship has definitely been a windy road. Um I moved from Michigan to California at age twenty one and to work at a horse ranch of all things. Um, I just graduated with a degree in animal science, and I wanted nothing to do with corporate America. however, the the position that I was taking over was a barn that had zero horses and zero students, no revenue. Uh-huh. so <laughs> So I had to hustle. I had to build relationships, I had to network, and I had to sell horses. So that's actually where I learned that I was good at sales. And over the next few years, I would transition out of that role into pharmaceutical sales um, for, you know, a big corporate company. Um, I read Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week, which got my gears turning about entrepreneurship. I launched my first e-commerce product as kind of a side hustle um and my husband would leave corporate america altogether to become a full-time entrepreneur. So all of those things together was really kind of what set me on this journey and eventually led me to um being a co-founder of two companies.
0: Wow, that's an absolute amazing story. I love it. You went from from horse ranch to corporate sales to to starting your own business. That's awesome. Um so <laughs> yes. A, so you know, there's some younger entrepreneurs that are maybe just graduating college or just kind of on their you know get, getting started. Um, what kind of advice would you give them? Because obviously you've been able to kind of make that leap into entrepreneurship, and that's not easy. and you know obviously now hindsight's 2020 right, looking back. What kind of advice would you give those that next group of entrepreneurs that are coming up? It's
1: a great question. I would say, you know, stay intellectually curious. And follow those curiosities. Um, I think so much of learning, whether it's formal, um, you know, in college or as you get into the workplace, it's really just about staying curious, discovering yourself, what your strengths are, being willing to put yourself out there. Um, you know, working hard. Of course, you need to have work ethic, but um, it becomes so much easier when you're following things that you enjoy and you know just stay open to possibilities because I think as children it, we feel like there's like 10 careers it's like you want to be a mm-hmm. firefighter or a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer and as I get older I will say every single job you can ever imagine there is somebody getting paid to do that so just remain open to the possibilities because truly you can work and make money and make a living doing almost anything imaginable.
0: That's awesome. Great, great advice there. Um, let's switch it up, Emily. So let's get more into what you're doing as founder and CEO over at Elevate Growth Group. So first, uh, tell us more about the company, please.
1: Yeah, to do that, I'll, I'll pick up my story really quickly to kind of help bridge the gap Um from pharmaceutical sales over to what I'm doing now. So um, in the year 2015, I like to say I had two babies. I became a mother to my daughter Faye and I became the co-founder of a company named in her honor, Faye Fair Clothing Company. So we created baby and toddler clothing to sell on Amazon. And over the next two and a half years, we would sell over a million dollars in baby onesies on Amazon. And we made every mistake you can imagine on Amazon. We had every success imaginable as well. Um, we've actually even had the entire Amazon PR team, including multiple videographers, in our living room um, recording us for a Prime Day uh, press special. And so during that two-and-a-half-year window of becoming a mother and, and launching this e-commerce business, all of our friends, our family, our our professional network started banging down our doors asking us to help them with Amazon as well. And so in 2018, I had two more babies. Um, I had my son Jude and we, my (laughs) husband and I and our business partner, Carl, launched Elevate Growth Group. And Elevate is an Amazon sales agency, so we help brands launch, grow, and achieve their goals faster on Amazon um, while saving them time and reducing frustration.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that! And I, I, didn't know where you were going with that when you said two more babies. I thought you were going to say twins. <laughs> that's awesome. You hooked up. No, you hooked I'm me capturing. right in. I love it, and I know you okay. can write copy, and I know you, and I know you're great on Amazon because I was hooked in. I'm like, wait, they had two more. Oh, she meant she had another company. No, that's awesome. <laughs> um, well, I, I, love this story, and what I love the most about it is that, um, you know, you, I, I love when people work with and learn from people that have done something. So meaning you, you're you teaching Amazon and you're helping and branding and, and helping people sell on Amazon because you were extremely successful doing it. So the only way to get yes. good at something, in my opinion, um, unless you're, is to either, you know, do it yourself or learn from somebody who's done it and, and, and emulate what they're doing. I mean, other than that, it's just yeah. a lot of banging your head against the wall to kind of try to break through if you have enough perseverance. But it's not necessarily the, the best route it's definitely not the easiest um, so tell me a little bit more about the types of, of clients you work with because obviously there's some people driving their car right now or at their office they're listening to this and they're thinking oh man my team has been trying to crack Amazon for so long we, they haven't been able to maybe achieve the sales they want to do and maybe they should give you a call what kind of clients do you work with
1: that's a great question so our slam dunk clients are businesses that are currently on Amazon that are doing at least $30,000 in monthly revenue, Um, but either they're very frustrated with the channel or they feel like, man, I've got competitors out there that are doing $200,000 a month, and I know I should be doing you know $10 million a year on Amazon, and I just don't know how to get there. Those are great, great brands for us to work with um, because we can achieve results really fast. We do work with some brands that are new to channel, but they need to be well-funded because the days of, you know, bootstrapping it and launching on Amazon with no marketing budget are over. It You really have to invest in the channel um, and kind of pay to play in order to have success.
0: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh so, so the organic reach is not going to happen anymore. Is that right? For the most part, Cause, and, and I noticed that in for the most part, cause I, yeah. Because I, I mean, if, and you, it makes sense because if you're on there buying it, I mean, I've been an Amazon Prime member I think since maybe the year after they launched it. So I was an early Amazon Prime adopter, mm-hmm. and um, and so I know that in the beginning. Um, When you went on there, it was pretty organic and it was pretty in terms of your actual buying preferences. Now to get through Amazon's ads of of people that have paid to play to get on the top of that list is kind of tough. Like you have to go a page or two below nowadays to really get past to see if there's anything other than who's paying. So uh, this isn't a shopping channel. This is a business channel. It just means by by definition, you're going to have to pay to play. in my opinion. Am I kind of on Mm -hmm. point there or am I off? Because I'm not claiming I'm going to pay Amazon in any mean.
1: No, you're exactly right. So uh, there's always a headline search ad, which is a banner Mm -hmm. ad that's paid at the top. And then generally the first three slots are paid listing so they look just like a normal product listing but mm-hmm. it'll say sponsored in very small print so those are products that have paid to be there but the other thing that's happened adam is even the products that are just on page one organically how mm-hmm. often do you see something that has less than let's say 100 reviews
0: yeah on not really one? nope
1: so if you think about it if you're trying to launch a product here we are in almost october of you know, 2019, you, you're you going to start with nothing and you're going to be competing against products that have been on channel for, you know, five, six, 10 years and have thousands of reviews. So it just becomes, you've got to play by a different set of rules than those companies did when they were launching.
0: That's awesome. I love it. Um, so what, let's get a, a tip or two, if you will, um, for that new, that let's say that smaller business that's just kind of getting on Amazon. Maybe they've been selling on, you know, other platforms or even their own website. They have their own organic reach on their own website mm-hmm. and they're considering um, going on Amazon, but maybe they just have, as silly as this sounds, a lot of people aren't on Amazon, nor do they want to be. Um, so to me, I mm-hmm. think it sounds kind of silly because that's where I live and that's where all my books are and that's where my presence yeah. is, so... and where any number you see on online retail, I mean, it dwarfs anything else. Um, but what kind of tips would you give to that new company that wants to kind of just, you know, dip their foot in the water, if you will? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, a couple mistakes that I see quite frequently is number one, just the concept of kind of dipping your toe in the water. I mm-hmm. feel that if you're going to launch on Amazon, really dedicate some time and energy to it. It's okay if you don't want to pay and you don't want to start doing paid advertising. But a mistake that companies make is they say, I'm just going to put my product on Amazon. And then you look, their listing looks terrible. They only have one image there. The copywriting isn't any good. And they're not managing the customer experience. And then what happens? Either they get no sales or they get a couple sales trickle in and they get bad reviews. If you are at three stars or less that's the kiss of death on Amazon and it's very very hard to overcome that so if you're going to do it do it um, you know there are plenty of free resources out there you can study what your competitors are doing well but don't just slap your product up there if it's not something that you would feel proud of if you know NBC or some big press channel looked at your listing then then don't do it and so along those lines another big mistake that I see is is on building the listing itself Um, many brands are too close to their product it's not uncommon to see a brand put their part number in the title and you really need to think about Amazon as a search engine so Adam you shop on Amazon have you ever typed in a part number to find a product Ah. on Amazon
0: (laughs) oh my gosh that'd be so tough never no
1: right So don't put that in the title of your product. It it doesn't make sense. People will not use that to find your product. So you really want to think about it from a keyword perspective. What is my potential buyer? What is that shopper going to type in? And use those that language, those keywords in your title, in your bullet points. And then lastly, one last tip is over half of Amazon shoppers are on mobile. So you need to tell your product story with images. Do not assume that they're going to read your bullet points and that they're going to read your product description. You really want to use your imagery to help the shopper understand exactly what the product is, who it's for, and what makes it unique.
0: That's awesome. I love it. Um, And to the authors out there, because I know a lot of people publish books, um, and that's that's my Um, niche in the Mm -hmm. world, if you will. What I find most people don't do, and it blows my mind, I tell everybody when I look at this, is they don't build out their author page. So Amazon allows you to, mm. not not speaking to you, but speaking to everyone else, because I know mm-hmm. you know this. If you're an author out there and you haven't built out your author page, then you're missing out because your, your author page, just think of it as it's a free website within Amazon that they let you add your bio. You get to add pictures. I even have my RSS feed for this podcast being fed into my author page. So I'm updating Amazon basically every day automatically without even doing anything. I have videos up there. I have pictures. So if somebody goes and they want to look at a book um, in my niche, let's say in my what I do, versus another, I mean, it's just that instant. It's different. Mm -hmm. So you're, And again, when you say jump all in, that's the way I felt about it. I'm like, you got to go all in with it. Use the tools they give you. They update things all the time. Become a part of that community um, because it's only getting bigger. It's not getting smaller. And I don't think that's changing in our lifetime or my lifetime. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go in, I agree, go all in, even if you're not doing paid in the beginning until you're So you find it's within your budget and where it makes sense. Um, But great stuff there. Um, So Emily, hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and teaching us more about what you're doing at Elevate Growth Group. If somebody wants more information on Elevate Growth Group, what's the best way for them to get it?
1: So great question, Adam. They can go to our website, elevategrowthgroup.com, to learn more or or to schedule a free consultation. Um, And I also invite your audience to connect with me on LinkedIn, Emily
0: Wilcox. Fantastic. Um, Well, hey, Emily, appreciate you again coming on the show. Um, To the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Emily, thanks again for coming on. Thank you